This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. The idea of a human-animal hybrid is nothing new. Anyone who has any familiarity with mythology the world over will have heard of minotaurs, centaurs, fauns, satyrs, and all kinds of fun combinations that stimulate the imagination. But most people, by now at least, know to categorize these creatures in the fiction category of their mental library, not in the nonfiction section. But there are apparently some exceptions to that rule. There's at least one particular human-animal hybrid that is so well-documented that no one knows heads or tails what to make of it, other than to accept it. It started in the Netherlands in 1621. According to the legend, a Dutch heiress by the surname of Jacobs encountered a mother and her perfectly normal children begging on the streets. Having nothing but bitterness in her own cold heart, the heiress told the woman to be gone and take her pig children with her. The beggar woman, on hearing this, said that if her children were pigs, then may the heiress's children be pigs as well. In the storybooks, we would call this the inciting incident, the start of the action. It's a classic hex, only partially hidden, and surely you can bet what happened next. True to the curse, Jacob went on to deliver just a few short weeks later, and you guessed it, this child had the body of a human and the head of a pig. She was believed to speak in grunts, and eat from a trough, thus the first sighting of the pig-faced woman, but not the last. The British weren't too far behind. They began to spread the story of a Dutch woman by the name of Tannikin Skinker, who was also a pig-faced woman, whose mother had put her in the exact same predicament as Jacob's, cruel to a beggar woman and cursed to have piggish children. Numerous onlookers heard the curse and drew the parallels between the two and assumed that this was all the same family. Skinker's story grew from there, beyond what Jacobs did. Her parents, desperate to continue the family line, offered a comfy dowry of 40,000 pounds, but there were no suitors. She did, after all, have the head of a pig. Ironically, not even a pig farmer would marry her, and her family solicited quite a few. Varieties of the story recount that this unusual woman resided in London's Holborn district. She was recorded as being tall and, I quote, well-proportioned while keeping her less-than-ordinary face hidden behind a hood and a black velvety mask. And the records retained their consistency, as this woman supposedly talked in grunts like the others. This story spread so far and so wide that by the 1730s it became accepted as fact. Everyday folks from town to city to countryside recounted stories of the deformed woman of varying names, but of the exact same pig face. 
And it should be mentioned that this pig-faced woman is not to be confused with one Griselda Stevens, who had an actual physical deformity that left her face in a state resembling that of a hog. No, this was actually explainable. And believe it or not, her own problems of being misconstrued as a pig-faced woman were thanks in part to the well-circulated stories of her Dutch predecessors. The actual hybrid of cursed origins, if you will. Through Griselda, though, the legend continued on into the 19th century through the noble pig woman of Manchester Square. Of course, it was only hearsay, the word of a passerby seeing a snout or hearing an oink. Nothing concrete. Yet one more rumor, no doubt perpetuated by the original tale. Yet this rumor swept across England in 1814 and 1815, with newspapers writing her existence as fact, not the fiction that she undoubtedly had to be. The newspaper, like most media outlets, was less than kind, writing that she would have to be wooed by grunts if anyone wished to take her hand in marriage. I can't help but hope that whoever wrote the article was the next to be hexed. There is a moral to the story, though. When you see someone less fortunate than you, try not to be so cruel. Otherwise, you run the risk of your kids being, well, pig-headed. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
World War II was a long and deadly conflict. 16 million U.S. troops fought alongside millions more from across the globe, with over 400,000 Americans dying for their country. Those who were stationed overseas, far from their families and friends, longed for the comforts of home, the warmth of their own beds, hugs from children left behind, and even something as simple as seeing a movie in a big theater. Which is why the United Service Organization was formed, otherwise known as the USO. Between 1941 and 1947, popular celebrities of the time, people like Bob Hope, Judy Garland, and Humphrey Bogart, put on shows for the troops to bring a little bit of home to the front lines. But the USO wasn't the only game in town when it came to entertaining the Allies. England had its own organization called ENSA, the Entertainment's National Service Association. ENSA brought the likes of Laurence Olivier and Peter Sellers to the British Armed Forces, the same way that the USO brought Bing Crosby to the Yanks. And among ENSA's top performers was a man named George Formby. Now, Formby was born in Lancashire, England in 1904 to a father who was no stranger to entertaining. He was widely known in music halls as a singer and a comedian, but didn't want his son to take up the family business. Sadly, George Sr. died in 1921 of a bronchial infection, leaving a void in his son's life, as well as a void on the stage. Despite never having seen his father perform with his own eyes, George Jr. was inspired to take up the act himself, after an imposter started performing under the name The New George Formby. And so George Jr. learned how to imitate his father from listening to his records, while his mother taught him all the original jokes. George also added some of his own material, like playing the ukulele, which helped establish him as more than just a carbon copy of his late father. With help from his wife and fellow performer, Beryl Ingham, Formby worked his way up to packed audiences, record deals, and even film roles. He signed a seven-year contract with English film studio Associated Talking Pictures, run by a producer named Basil Dean. Dean had passed on Formby early on, but eventually saw something in him, mainly that audiences seemed to enjoy him. So it wasn't a surprise that when Dean left ATP to head up ENSA, he brought Formby along for the ride. George was paid £10 a week and flew out to France in March of 1940, to perform for the British Army's expeditionary force. He took his duties to the troops seriously, too, both at home and abroad. When he wasn't singing and dancing for the soldiers in Europe, he was touring factories and concert halls back home to raise money on their behalf. He also continued to make movies and took a six-film deal with Columbia Pictures in America. But he was never afraid to do anything for a laugh, even in the middle of a war zone. He would sit on top of a Sherman tank surrounded by soldiers as he sang them a funny tune. He'd also stand in fields riddled with bombed-out craters as he strummed his ukulele. In fact, after the Allies landed at Normandy, Formby traveled there to entertain them. On one occasion, he was unable to give the men a proper concert, as the Germans were too close for it to be done safely. Instead, he crawled into the trenches with them and told them jokes to keep their spirits up. And then he set out to see the 6th Airborne Division, who had been holding their position near several key bridges for 56 days. Formby put on nine shows for them in a single day, and he did it standing in front of a sandbag wall as the troops hid in the safety of their foxholes. It didn't matter how dangerous it was. Formby's duty was to keep morale high and provide some much-needed relief to the war-weary soldiers. 
and he continued to make movies and work on behalf of ENSA until the end of the war. George Formby died in 1961, having performed in front of no fewer than three million servicemen during the war. He never killed anyone, nor did he storm the beaches at Normandy, but he was a hero nonetheless. James Brown is often credited as the hardest working man in show business, but George Formby easily gave him a run for his money, and he literally did it from the trenches of a war zone. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.